Vincent gets him out now, and here he comes. Denon Kingley gets up the rail. Golden 60, they roar for their hometown hero. He's a length clear over Salios, running on Mother Earth. It's Golden 60, the locals can't beat him. The internationals can't beat him. This is his house, Fortress Golden 60. But Keats flew around the home corner, railed like a greyhound. Put up four lengths on Lucky Decision, who's trying hard, but I think it's in vain, because Keats has set up a big lead. And with 100 metres left to go, Keats is looking at the Peninsula Cup, and he'll get it. Bella Nipatina takes the lead, kicks clear, two lengths, Rothmeyer, and best of Bordeaux streaking away. Bella Nipatina, and boy, doesn't she deserve this? Bella Nipatina, four lengths. Young Berta around the turn, Zaki joined by Animo, who looks destiny in the face. At the 150, Animo takes the lead from Zaki, Alligator Blood, I'm Thunderstruck, but it's Animo clear, I'm Thunderstruck late. G'day punters and welcome to another Racing Previews podcast. Well, tonight we've got a special guest on the program. Of course, we'll be uh, previewing the big meeting, Zipping Classic Day, out there at Caulfield. Used to be at Sandown, now at Caulfield, and we've also got the Winterbottom Stakes. But let's crack straight into it. Jack Dickens, Dicko, thank you for having us. Boys. Sorry, thanks for coming on. I'm very excited to be here. It's good to uh, see three. Can I swear on this one? Yeah, you can <laughs> sure. do whatever you want. Fucking like really it. nice, passionate young racing people. You love it. It's good to be around. It's a bit of energy I need. Yeah. Obviously, a familiar voice, you would have heard it on the Mailbag podcast and also in the radios on the morning talking to G Hall on SEN. Will, Alfred and Nico, how are we? Yeah, good, thanks. Um, been a quiet week, but yeah, pleasure to have you on, Dicko. I'm really looking forward to it. What do you mean it's been a quiet week, Will, but you finished school. You've got anything and everything yeah, you well, can do. <laughs> what do you mean finish school? How old are you, Will? I just finished year 12, so lots of school, lots of form. Ah, nice. So, you've been doing a bit of what, sneaky betting, have you? Uh, no, I only started just betting. A, just form analysis. He's a student yeah. of the game. Student of the game, we all are. <laughs> uh, that so is are, you going to, are you going to uni, Will? Yeah, I'm doing journalism next year, hopefully. Anyway. But, uh, stu- but studying punting. Yeah, that, that at the moment, yeah. I went to uni for six months. Yeah, <laughs> I reckon I was the same. Have a guess. Have a guess what I did. Uh, Something out wide. Exercise science. <laughs> I went to about two days of it. Smeagled my way into a few, like just met some people and just got their notes. This is back in the day. I'm 35. I, I didn't. I didn't attend for the, any of the time. 
and I got a, I got a just like a distinction plus or something in an exam that was complete fraud. Wow. I completely ripped it off, and the bloke I went with who did most of the notes, he got done for plagiarizing and he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> it was an old, like, it's it just a good experience in life, you know. You can get like you can make great bets and still get rorted. Well, that is all time. Digo, quickly run us through how you got into racing, how long you've been in the game for, and what's your current sort of title? Um, so I'm 35. I probably always uh, I watched I watched horses, but not sort of properly till say I played AFL in Sydney. I'm from Sydney, and I I changed clubs. And there was some of the senior, the older guys, like they like betting. So you talk about betting after the days have gone, though. You played football. Yeah. I didn't really start watching horses till probably was like say 25 and then I got a little bit of a passion for it um, probably I don't know say 28 29 and I just started like you guys would be doing just consuming as much like out wide content as I could get my hands on I really sucked, like really paid attention to um, the Punish show back in the day which was Mark Lamborn mm. who I think is the sharpest like educational voice in, in racing content um, and I was a builder, actually. I was a shit builder. I was really good at that. It's basically a carpenter, and I wasn't even good at that. I was awful. <laughs> and anyway, I came down to watch the Swans play in the grand final and had a big bender with all the boys from Sydney, and we went out on a Sunday night, like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and I met the mother of my two kids, who's from Melbourne, moved to Melbourne three or four months later, and either start the building business again, but I was a fair way into punting by now, or, or have a crack at punting full time, and I did it, and I've never looked back. So, like That's completely kissed on the dick, like variance wise. <laughs> I've had really bad runs, but I didn't have a bad run at the start, which sort of set me up to get going. And I, um, I, I was going to Kyneton, uh, Sandown, Moey, Sale, Ballarat, every track, I'd go three or four times, five times a week, and I was watching horses parade before they raced. Yeah. Because all the content you consume, you know, you listen to my shit, it's all like, oh, I've got an edge. It's all about edges, right? Mm. So, like, my edge was watching horses parade. And uh, I met a guy on course who was a genius and really taught me a heap of stuff. And and also from there, learned a lot about in-play punting, which um, really supplemented the income. So, like, if you were right, and then you got the map right, you could have a bit more on again. And this yeah. is this is three or four years ago before most people were it's a lot more competitive now than it was, but you could really get like you could you could take you could have five hundred bucks on a horse at around SP when it mapped right where you wanted to, which is a huge value of what proposition. And I just learned as I went. And um, the mailbag the mailbag literally existed so I could buy a house because we didn't didn't mean to have kids and we we're going to have one and I was sort of like you better get your shit together and um, I needed to sort of like prove to the banks that I could make money and earn an income and that motivated me to start the business and that's just evolved and evolved and it's it gets exhausting like doing accountable betting advice all the time like if you have a shit day shit week everyone's on you Jackson Oldham sort of came in and helped me and now does what I did mm-hmm. And I just wanted to do other stuff. I don't know. I'll be doing something different probably in three years. But I started the Bloodstock business, which is kicking. It's going really, really well early on. It's making no money, but we're having a lot of success early on. And then uh, I got my bookmaker's license. I don't know, 
uh, like June, July, kick that off in August, and that has been like exhilarating. Like it's yeah, it's 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 it's, a, it's scary stuff, but it's fun. <laughs> um, yeah, but the the bloodstock stuff's probably the most fun. Like the night Keats one at the Valley. So like I I go in the Mooney Valley for five years and bet my little heart out, and and had nights where like I had to win or I was cast. And that the pressure and the anxiety of that was nothing compared to having a horse run around that I bought, it's like two bucks, and I know in my brain, <laughs> so like odds, so that's a fifty percent chance of winning this race. Like I'm gonna, I should win this race, you know. Yeah, yeah. But the pressure of it and the consequence of it winning or losing that that anxiety and that adrenaline rush was the biggest I've ever had. Absolutely, he was relentless in betting that night as well, and he has made his way into our intro, and he will be running this week, so we will get to Keats very soon. But let's crack into the card itself. That, I reckon that one of you blokes off was going to take a share and didn't. Who, who's, which one's the genius? <laughs> I I was offered. I was <laughs> offered part, but I, I honestly have never owned any part in a horse, and I was just like... It's going to be hard to know. pull the trigger now. Like, yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> that's a 25k purchase that's now won, I don't know, 100, I don't even know what it's won, but it'll tip over a quarter of a million if it wins on Saturday. It's won yeah. enough. Yeah. And how, much do we, how much do we get if we run top three in All-Star Mile? What is it? Five million. So when it gets probably three, it would probably be high hundreds. Yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's crack into race one. Caulfield rails in the true weather. Fine. It's going to be hot and sunny out there. Should be beautiful. Twenty-seven degrees. Good for. We'll start on. Probably get upgraded to a three. Race one is the Merson Cooper over a thousand meters. Animo won this race two years ago. And At Sandia. Yes, mm. at Sandown, famously beat Forbes, who hasn't exactly gone on with the job himself. But there are three uh, Godolphin horses here, and there's two at the top of the market who are our favourites, Remedies and Cylinder, with the race form. I'll quickly go first. I know Nico and I are clashing swords here, but number two Cylinder was my best bet of the day, actually, at Caulfield. Um, I thought he trialled sensationally. He was held up on debut over 900 metres. He drew the, the widest barrier. He had to go back. Um, and it was a brilliant run. He now gets a thousand meters. He draws favorably, draws one for Black Shin. Um, and the favorite here is Remedies. It was really good visually, but the ratings coming out of the race are really, really poor. So I wanted to take that on. I think ratings, Cylinder, ratings. What are you talking about? What, what are you using, Ben? I'm using punning form, same as you. Will? I use Dan O'Sullivan's GDX and punning form. Nick? Punning form. Good boys. <laughs> They're all good. They're all good. It's just about understanding which one suits you. you know, right? Wilbur's got the yeah. nickname. I just get interested when people say ratings, what their rating actually means. Well, you know I mean? we've got ratings, and then we've got little Wilbot over here, who is com- he's a complete computer. <laughs> he's the show. You need one. You need one. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm with Cylinder, um, but Nico, I'll let you go next. I know you're disagreeing with me. Yeah, I've got no reason to jump off remedies. I, I understand that it didn't back it up on the clock. Um, but visually it was sexy there's no reason for me to jump off I think she's very fast I think she's quite good and I think Caulfield will will suit her she can cross and lead if not she can sit outside um, she's had the, the race experience I know Cylinder's obviously had a race himself but there's a lot of debutantes in behind um, but yeah uh, I'm not jumping off remedies I could have egg on face and Cylinder well, sounds like he's got a six or an eight cylinder underneath the bonnet if you listen to, to Maestro and uh, a few people along the airways. But, yeah, uh, I'm happy to lock horns with you boys. And uh, as long as one of us wins, I suppose that's all that matters. 
Will or Dicko? Who's next? You go, Will. Dick. Oh, um, yeah, I don't really like betting to early two-odd races, but um, I'm I'm not a really ma- a massive trial man either. But um, yeah, so I've backed Cylinder early. It got back from a wide gate and after jumping well, so I can be more forward with Shin on here for an inside gate. Uh, I really like the late splits on punting form data, and um, I think it, it can improve its improve its rating again um, with a more favourable map. And um, yeah, I, I'd, I'd just about give it up if it if it doesn't start favourite over. Over remedies, I've marked at two seventy. So, um, I think it's a good bet at the moment. What price you mark for remedies? Uh, seven dollars. I got a five dollars. You gonna let me have a better? You gonna let me have a better wheel bet or what? Well, you you have a better baggy bet. Baggybet.com. Baggybet.com. Download the app. Gamble responsibly. You can have as much on as you want, Nick. There you go. Dicko. Hopefully, you're in my corner. Will, firstly, love your attitude. Don't force it. Rule number one is never force a bet. And you've sound uncomfortable because you, I can tell you love your data and there's not enough data here, which is fair. Cylinder, you you, you sound like you like it, and I think you should, but you, you, you're mapping it like real positive. What gives you that confidence? Because it settled ninth of 11 at Newcastle. Well, I, think he, I think he dragged it back. Yeah, he, I, I think wide barrier, I think 900, like wide barrier, jump first, then was just strained. Back to the outside, I think he'd be a lot more forward. Shin Shin gets horses to jump forward, and there's not a not a huge amount of speed. I didn't think there was a bit, but like it can be one or two back the rail and. Yeah, yeah, I'm I don't just know. testing you. I've got cylinder in the coffin, so that coffin for yeah. me that's leaders back. Um, I I, I think cylinder's about a three thirty chance, which was an edge when I priced. Is it still an still edge? Still three twenty. Saying it's, it's around the around that price. Yeah, so I'll be sitting this race out. Uh, I'm with like Will. You need to be really, really careful. So we're going to talk about races where we've seen those horses have 10 or 20 starts. You've got a lot of information to make a decision on. There's five here we've not seen. So I'll be watching the market late for these unraced horses or getting something out of the yard. Beautiful. Yep. Nicely said. All right, well, there is a lot of race form here in the Sandown Cup over 3,200 metres, but it's definitely not a race that I'm interested in because I feel like there's a lot of horses that could be winning this race. Dicko, did you have a strong opinion here? Oh, just that, uh, yeah, most of these are very, very old. This race is uh, <laughs> uh, slightly depressing. I landed on Gin Martini, who was the 20th bus last 200 metres of the race last start. They went okay, but not fast enough for me to stamp to the 600. It's only had 18 starts, versus some of these that have, like, and what's this thing, good ideas, had 52 starts. <laughs> uh, San Herberto. Scary, scary horse. Team captain is a Melbourne Cup horse, apparently. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think this horse, if it's going to go well, it'll be this this race, this day, this stage of prep. Uh, I, I wouldn't bet, but if I had to tip, I'd be tipping number six, Gin Martini. Yeah, I I agree. I um, I got I'm, I for a sake of a tip, but not betting, but. Uh, Jim Martini, Mark 380. I think she sits lead or OSL. I love the jockey change from, I think it was Robbie Dolan and a couple other, Hen- Hennessy or something. It's Robbie, Dolan. it's Robbie Dolan off. Yeah, Most Robbie Dolan off. Being on. Yeah, yeah, Craig Williams on. Um, couldn't sprint last start, but it did run the six of fastest four to the two of the meeting. And um, and, the, and the race before that, um, the start before that, it was out of a really fast run race where they went nine above. So I think up to 3,200 for the first time really suits his horse. It's quite one pace but it does have a little bit of a sprint um and and this race have it has a, a, a history of being really really slowly run um 
yeah, so I've marked it 380 and, and that's about market price. So I don't really want to bet, but for the sake of a tip, Jim Martini. Um, but the, the money for San Huberto and the stable change is really interesting. It's, it's just going. It's not, not going well. I, I'm quite surprised by the, the market push for it earlier. I'd be interested to see what happens with it late in betting. I wouldn't overthink the market there. Like that's it's yeah. one of it's one of six thousand horses at that stable. There's no way they've like figured it out. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's only been about forty days since its last run, so it's not going to transform a horse in about forty days. Dave was pretty open in saying that they don't have much idea on the horse just yet. That it's going to be a suck and mm. see sort of situation. Yeah, yeah. but the, like it, it's only early, but the. Tens into five fifty or whatever. I, it's I know where we'll be back in it next year. We'll be back in it race one at the bull, mate. That's where we'll be back in it. <laughs> <laughs> Over the hurdles, yeah, made, made a hurdle. Yeah. Maybe the Jericho next year. Yeah. It is worth noting year. that True Marvel went off a short price favourite in this race last year. A little bit sick, Nico. You and I were there. What a fall from Grace. This is horse. <laughs> we had him as one of our better bets of the day, and uh, yeah, who knows? I think Nick Nick Noonan is sticking up for it, but. He's the outsider. Stay, staying races are a trap for young punters. Yeah, yeah like this are, is yeah. these are numbers. They're yeah. running around, and you, 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 there's not a lot of edge here, ever. And they go too slow lots of the time. Yeah, or they go really fast. Yeah. It's just yeah. chaos. And you don't get a, a true result most of the time. Are you all pricing these races to hundred percent, or just you? Will? I, I no, just will. Wilbur does all the like dirty that. work Good for work. us. Usually, it's <laughs> good. It's important. Yeah. You learn a heap by doing that. Yeah, 100%. All right, well, we go from the slowest horses of the day to probably the fastest. We go straight to the Doveden over 1,000 metres. Um, Jigsaw was a really impressive winner last start. First up, he's $3.10, now cops Daniel Moore. Bruckner, he's also, uh, so he's resuming $5. General Bow, six fifty. Streetcar Stranger, eight fifty. And then Yulong Command, $9.15 and longer the rest. I don't have much of an opinion here, but I'm happy to throw to someone else. Yeah, I'll go. I, I think this is a wide open race. I think Jigsaw is a spike animal who yo-yos. You need to be very, very careful of catching those horses at the bottom of their price. Could well just piss in, but <laughs> the map's the map's not as simple as it looks. Like he's a good chance to be posted like yep. well, second pair four wide here. There's a there's a stack of speed. Um I wanted to find Rose Courts, but I, I'm telling you, Caulfield will favour the on-pace horses on Saturday, particularly out of the shoots. She's the poorly court. placed, I think, Rose Courts. Yeah. She needs to be 1,200 Flemington. Oh. I shouldn't say this sort of stuff, but that's the sort of horses I'm going to try and buy. You're exactly, <laughs> you're exactly right. No, like this, mm. horse, this horse is, is a pretty solid animal. It's just been placed really, pat, really, really badly. It's mm. poorly pursued here. I, I think the value here is the 10 rattle and bang. It's going to sit two or three wide which would be good out of the shoot on Saturday um, three wide no cover I'd rather be than leading on Saturday um, so you can dig into your punting form boys and figure that out for yourselves but um, I, I think there's enough spruiky to have a bet so the jigsaw the yo-yo is taking up a heap of market percentage Bruckner the spruiky horse taking up a heap of market percentage he has he, to I need the run surely oh, I as well but yeah, it's Kiramar Davustis. This horse will either steam and win or drift and not win. We'll do one or the other. Would have been not. What does Dave think of you calling him Ustus? I wouldn't know. <laughs> 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 Would have been nice if Zuther could have ran according to the market expectation the first on Wednesday. What about the market expect? Did you watch Bendigo today? <laughs> which which race? Uh, 
the last. See, when you get the full sickness like I've got, you do it every day. <laughs> I backed a horse at four bucks. It went to two ninety. Started six dollars on the fair. We Chevrolet. We backed both. We backed both of yours yeah. today. Yeah. Oh, that, that's as sick and drift as like you don't even need to watch that. Mm. You just got to go and do something different. Forget about it. It's gone. Yeah. <laughs> Will, I'm, I'm Sorry, guessing guys. that the ratings would have like last start if Jigsaw does repeat his performance and he's the winner. But he's drawn out in ten, and as uh, Jack said, he is a bit of a yo-yo horse. Did you have him on top, or are you betting around? Um, no, I. I don't really care that he's drawn 10. I prefer horses drawn out over sprint trips at Caulfield, but um, I just couldn't bet in this race because um, Jigsaw, I think all Jigsaw needs is a really, really firm track and he, and he runs to a pretty consistent rating actually. But but that last start was just complete peak and I think it was a, an on-pace, really biased track. So um, and, and it was first up, so I'm really grayed up by that. It could either run that rating again and absolutely bolt in and, and, it's, a, and it's a group, group class horse and also I was I didn't want to touch the race either because of Bruckner um so obviously ran second in the, the Cornwall behind home affairs and and beat Artorius um as well so I, I didn't want to bet in the race at all I couldn't touch it personally yep. there's absolutely two of Jigsaw like he's fresh only I thought I think I think well, you just need like to forgive last, last the last yeah all on ran, heavy tracks like a negative 5.2 off like an advanced Figure, right, and then mm. he went. He regressed eight and a half lengths. Yeah, well. That's what that's mm. what grows me up. I think he just needs a good track. And, that, and that's what. And, and all of last prep was on a soft, softer, heavy track. So, yeah, yeah. I don't know, but he could he could win and deserving to be that price, or he could just. I don't know. I prefer not to bet. Do you think he drifts or firms? Will I have absolutely no idea. It depends how much mu- the. How much I the really, market? Really like you. you are severely bright, young man. <laughs> Thank you. you don't just say something. Now, if like you've got calculate. any thoughts in your head, Dicko, you can borrow him, but you can't steal him and take him. All right. <laughs> I've already had that thought. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, let's move on to race. Yeah, the horse that half interested me. I just wasn't sure at the map was General Bow. He's just a horse that needs dry ground, which he's going to get back to on Saturday. He usually goes pretty good third up. He's a good track and trip horse, but. Yeah, I don't know. It wasn't a race that I was overly keen to play into, to be fair. This time last year, General Bow started $10 versus Jigsaw 21, so you're not far off here at all. Mm. Yeah, mm. 100%. All right, race four is the Twilight Glow Stakes. Grey River has our favourite $3.70 from Nyconi, $4.80. The Unicorn, $8.50. Jenny Lala, $9 and longer the rest. Um, I was at the Valley, obviously I worked there, and I, I saw the, the debut win of Jenny Lala, and she was one I put in my black book thinking, I'm just going to back her wherever she goes next. But just the map again, she's drawn 13 out of the 1,400 metre shoot at Caulfield. That's kind where, of Where do up. you land her? Where does she land for you there? I think she could be cast three wide, like midfield. Four wide even. She, uh, I, I, I think they might dog it and end up like near last. You reckon just snag straight back? I don't know. This is like the most hectic race of the day. The Twilight Glow Eurofin Stakes. Yeah, it's not one I could get involved in. We move on? Oh, I've got an opinion on this race. I'm going to bet my little... I'm betting here. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so I'm betting the Unicorn. Um, The Blinkers, first time, last start, improved massively ratings-wise. Strong rating in a fast run race last start. Um, He leads and works across from a wide gate, so he doesn't need a rush, which I really like. At Caulfield, um, and it's, and Gay Waterhouse as goes out a 
28% profit on turnover at Caulfield because her horses go forward. Um, yeah, I think this this really this race favours on on pace horses, and I think um, it has strong SP. I think it started dollar forty last start. I think you deserve to be at five dollars rather than eight dollars. So I'll, I'll be betting um, the unicorn. Um, I could also back the favourite too. It ran a really really big rating that would dominate this field at Morfville, but it was a really small small field and he, and it just kicked away. Um, but it gets the winkers first time. Mark Zara goes on. Um, he, he could get quite a soft um, soft run, I think, outside the lead. Not soft, but you know, he won't be three wide, I don't think. But, um, yeah, I think he can improve. I was hard against horses like Balmia, like, just like it'll be cast um, at the back of the field, get up girl, I was a little bit against. Um, and, yeah, I, I was against pretty much everything. Um, but, yeah, I wanted to be with the unicorn. Glad you're impressive, Will. Um, <laughs> Thank you. That, that, that's such a good bit of insight for anyone listening. Get Up Girl is the perfect like example of how you do your money. So she started yeah. $51. She hooned home. Beautiful run to the line. Suited by Race Shape last time. Race Shape and Flemington. Mm-hmm. Now she's going to go to Caulfield where it's probably going to favour on pace horses and you're getting a, like a fifth of the price. Yeah. This is a good race. You need to dodge those sort of horses with the bad map. Um, Especially Balmier as well. She has no gate speed and to be out back last from a bad gate. Yeah, and and your horse, the unicorn, started three dollars twenty versus thirty one dollars. Yeah, uh, it was on debut, girl. but but still, still yeah, the market still knows. Something. The market always knows. Yeah, uh, I like the unicorn here. I I really like Nakoni here, and I like Grey River. I'm going to be betting all three and getting the result. Um, I'll probably end up having something on Holly Lolly, who I back last started. I think it won at Mooney Valley. Yeah, yeah I just made that up. Friday night, no, did yeah, it did yeah. I Last think it'll week. drift. I think it's going to get a really nice suck run from seven. It'll be like three wide cover, two wide cover. It'll get out to forty dollars, I reckon, and that's a fair price for this horse. I'll probably be with all four horses. Um, biggest result probably Nate Coney and Grey River. Though. I don't know what it is on the fair. It's forty-one dollars at tab at the moment. No, just back well, see, well, the way I do the form is I, I plug everything into an Excel sheet. Yeah. All the punting form data I want, and I put in the prices. So I've done these last night. So I'm looking at the numbers they were yesterday afternoon. Yep. Yep. I'll clean them up on a Saturday morning and sort of start again. Well, we we just need a bit of time on our hands to do that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Let's go to race drive, the Kevin Heffernan Stakes. It's over 1,400 metres. Norwegian Bliss, the unbeaten mare from Sydney, 7 out of 7. She's $2.50. Literary Magnate, 3.20. Streets of Avalon, 6.50. Gets his right track and trip. Uh, Crosshaven, $7. And Poland, the last start second is $8. You, you got, got a map here, Will? Uh, yeah. Hold on, let me get it up. Straight, straight to the front, surely. Um, yeah, I think, sorry, I'm on a different page, but I'm pretty sure I put um, Streets of Avalon and Poland. I think Poland's been gone to the front the last three starts, and, and Poland needs a fast run race, I think. So I think Froggy will be under instruction to ride him vigorously. Cross He's going to go and find a lane for us on Unicorn, and I'm going to turn to find another lane on Poland, so he knows exactly where we want to put this <laughs> in the next race. <laughs> That's exactly right. Um, I, think I would never cross... do that. As allegedly, that was a joke for anyone. <laughs> <laughs> it was a joke. Crosshaven will be thereabouts. I think Norwegian Bliss gets the, the box seat. Uh, Ocean Beyond, somewhere back there. Uh, I mean, Amish Boy as well. Sword, swords drawn last, and I think uh, Literary Magnate will be just behind Crosshaven. So... 
yeah, it's a bit tricky because it's a small field, but but yeah. Um, what do you think, Jack? Did you have an opinion? I'm very very great up with Norwegian Bliss. So I have I have two sets of prices when I price. So I have a rated price and a raw price. The raw price has nothing to do with the market, and the rated price has the market in it. And okay, my rated price is two fifty. The raw price is bigger. Uh, the, the the easiest bet to have here if it's sickening and I won't have it I might have it because I will be there and see a parade is Streets of Avalon who's just whatever way you cut this is going to get a nice run um, but the race is just full of enigmas like Crosshaven's a decent horse if it's right Poland's a very good horse if right if mm. they roll forward it's right in the game if they dog it though like, I don't want to be near it yeah. Amish Boy's a good horse on its day literary magnate airborne but map against but back to Caulfield's a big tick and then there's this New South Wales horse that's really hard to line up. So uh, I'll likely shoulder arms here. Mm. I'm the I, same. Uh, Sorry, you go. I'm, I'm going to shoulder arms as well, I reckon, because I think Nor- Norwegian Bliss is definitely going to drift from two dollars fifty. I think it's going to start. I think they're going to start equal favourites. Norwegian Bliss and Literary Magnate. Um, Streets of Avalon. He's the track and trip specialist. We've seen him win a couple of Group Ones here, but is he with us? I'm not sure. You can't really say anything. Yeah, Will was in Year Ten when he won his Group Ones. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. Uh, Poland goes from a soft track to what's going to be a good three, and goes from mm. 53 kilos to 59. So goes handicap to weight for age. I kind of had to be against him as well. So, as you said, the, the safest I, I bet could be. I think that's a really straight. important like way to to bet though. So you yeah. need to like. Well, I've always done it. I got. I picked it up off. I think it was Lamborn. What, what am I going to regret more here? Like steaming into Norwegian Bliss at $2.50 and it getting rolled or staying out and it pissing in. Mm. That's, that's how I make my betting decisions as a younger man. Like it's a pretty simple game. This, this race is too hard. Right, well, I'm betting up. I'll bet for all four of good. us. Good. <laughs> no, I, thought, I think Norwegian Bliss is close to a moral. No, oh, good. See, <laughs> well, so, so, because you think it's a moral, you regret not backing it. Well, yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. Mental um, hurts responsibly. I think it improves second up always. Um, you know, five point four lengths above the last six hundred, last start, fastest last two of the race, which is a stat that I always like seeing for horses going up in trip, nice and strong to the line. Gets shinny on, which is possibly the best strike this horse has ever seen. And who knows? You don't know its ceiling. Like it's unbeaten. The world's its oyster at the moment. Like literary magnate, she's got enough convictions for mine. Streets, Crosshaven, Poland. No, you can have them. If this horse is any good, she'll turn up and she'll win. Huge. I like that. I'm I'm like betting that. as well, but I'm I disagree with Nick. I'm, I'm hard against not hard surprise, against, but I'm against the favourite. I, I promise I'm not copying all of your bets, Jack. But I, I, I'm backing um, Streets of Avalon. He's a track and trip specialist uh, on a good deck. Um, gets control of this race if Poland doesn't um, annoy it too much, and and he only really needs to run up to his form. I think is a really easy bet to have. Um, he was in an unwinnable race last uh, last start on a heavy track, 1,200 metres against Balinipatina. And, um, yeah, I'm not really sure what the market does with him, but I've marked him $6, so um, that's a bit... Uh, yeah, see, I've bit... got him 7 bucks. Mm, yeah. But like, like I was saying, Nick, so like I, I'm kind of started where, you're, where you are, but one of my favourite punting form features is if you uh, click open the race they're coming out of. So, like, uh, Streets of Avalon's coming out of a group one proper race so we know that race we know it's good you go to Norwegian last so if you right click on Cleanway benchmark 84 in your punting form and open a new tab nothing's come out of that race yet and won or done anything 
Mm. So if I looked at that and, and two out of the four had won, I, I would get pretty keen to bet. Like that, they have stamped that race as good. This race has just grown me up. Yeah, I also um, I liked Literary Magnet. I had it shorter than the market. Um, it was supported well first up, so that suggests improvement from the camp, and it, it did run a big career peak there. Um, and he was too far back. She was too far back in a, a farcically run race last start, and and she rallies, uh, she ran as, as well as she could um, against the race shape, and 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 she was truckloaded again in betting that day. I think she's favourite to run up to her first up run, and she should be favourite. And Maps the only query, but um, yeah, I was against the favourite. Um, I expect her to run a career peak here, but I'm still not quite sure that's good enough to even be favourite or or win here. Um, she can obviously win, and and I have a small query on. Um, 1400 meters too if they go really hard so um yeah so that's how sorry boys don't know what happened there oh, yeah, i think in the smaller field they'll, they'll come for literary magnet because the map it's big disadvantage but it's such a small field that it's not going to be too far off a minute absolutely yeah. it, is su- it is such home. a hateful horse that's <laughs> no, not it is how? but what 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 will says is important there that they they have they have stamped this horse this prep mm. both times both times, yeah. the big boys have said, yes, this horse is airborne. Yeah, been well-backed. All right, we're getting on to the day's feature. <laughs> Race 100%. 6, kicking off the quaddy is the Eclipse Stakes. It's over 1,800 metres. The favourite is the top weight, Grand Slam 340. Cerulio Miss coming out of the fast run uh, Ballarat Cup last week is $6. Keats, the banner horse, $6.50. French Empire, six fifty as well. And Flash Feeling, uh, last up winner is $8.50. Dicko, do you want to run us through your kind of map and how you'd like to see this race run uh we'll jump and 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 like announce ourselves as wanting to go forward uh, i think sorella miss will want to come across sosibon won't want to go with us grand slam might but i'm going to tell craig and i'm going to tell everyone that we're going to lead and if you want to blow your horse up go for it but we're this is grand final day for us and it's not for you so i wouldn't um i'm going to take on grand slam i'm 370 grand slam probably going to keep warning that out yep. I think it's about a $4 chance so I'm not saying it can't win but I just want to take it on here I think Cirello misses the biggest danger to us I'm worried if Holbein rolls forward as well mm. but I don't think it will there's too much speed here it'd be stupid too if they did but they kind of might have to from 11 French Emperor is a good horse the form out of that race is okay and, and it was a really nice win I thought at, at Flemington Loses Jay Carr though, Baron 9. That's yeah. a really tricky spot that horse is going to be in in run, which I love because I don't really care about anything here except Keats. Uh, <laughs> and Flash Feeling, I'm going to lay it till it hurts. Barrow 1 doesn't have enough speed. Yuck. I think Milford's a sneaky chance at odds. Um, but I, if I was just betting, I would still back Keats and I'd have probably the same size bet on Cirillo Miss. But I'm not just betting. <laughs> are you, I'll fucking, fucking all-in, Keats. <laughs> are you not? Are you not concerned with Cirilio Miss having an absolute gut buster last week? Like she yeah, no, I love it. Suicidal tempo. Yeah, I love she it. She has to I, regress. I think so too. It's fucking perfect. We could have gone to the uh, race in Sydney, but like it's a different way of going. Couldn't get the right rider. Could have gone to Wodonga and just I reckon we would have just won. I reckon we're like. Very, very likely to run top three here, which is a huge achievement for the horse. He's done his job for us and our owners already. I think he's a huge winning chance here. Caulfield mm. should race on pace. He's best when he finds the fence. Barrier four is perfect. Barriers don't really matter with him, to be honest. Like I wouldn't care if we drew the widest draw. 
Um, Probably be better to draw wide than inside so he doesn't have to rush. I like that we're outside Grand Slam. That's the only one yeah. I'm sort of... They're, they're the two that are going to be tactical. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll go next. So I, yeah, I'm pretty keen to actually back Keats. We've took a bit of uh, $11 all in. Um, so that's beautiful. He's into six fifty. Look, he's the fit horse on the $6 scene. $6 a baggy. I'm cuddling him. <laughs> Keeping it safe. <laughs> um, he obviously has the fitness, so he can use that to his, to his advantage. Grand Slam, he's only second up. We know his big peaks come third up. You'll mention that in a second, Wilbur. Um, and then you've got Cyril Miss coming out of the Ballarat Cup last week where she led at 16 lengths above the all-benchmark to the 600. So there is a big chance that she regresses off that and is a little bit flat as well. So I thought Keats... I can't really see him missing top three if he runs his race. Um, yeah, so I'll go... I, I'm, I'm backing Keats as well. Um, so since, since joining... Since joining you guys at the mailbag, um, at, ra- at weight for age scale, he's rated 97.3, 93, 97.9, 97.6, and 98. What is such a consistent water? horse. Huh? They've put something in the water. Yeah, I know. Yeah, put, yeah. Man, put us in it. <laughs> no, because placed, they... We just placed him. Yeah, all placed we've done him, is placed him better yeah. and ride him properly. Yeah, ride him forward and, and with actual pace in the race. So um, I have a slight query on the map just with uh, the, the pressure and, and they could... Um, push him out of his comfort zone early, but um, yeah, I, I marked him 420. Um, I think like, he's a strong horse. Um, I think this is a perfect trip for him, just between 600 meters and and 2,000 meters. Uh, I'm really, really not worried about Grand Slam. His two peaks um, have been third up at 2,000 meters. Um, yeah, one one more for him, and um, he's been set for the Magic Millions, I think. So. So I, I heard I, that too. So you like you don't want to gut bust yourself against no, us here. No, Espe- and, and especially not like that's another pearl which I'm sure you're all over, Wilbur. Is Kieran Maher, Dave Eustace, like this five or six weeks between runs, yeah. three weeks between runs, no good. Mm. Yeah, and his his peak um, last time was off 35 days, I think. So, mm. um, yeah, so it's I, all I, over I, it. he's absolutely all over it. <laughs> yeah, so I, I I'd be interested to back Grand Slam third up next time on a good track, but not here. Um, I, I was against Cyril Miss as well out of a, a brutal run race on a heavy track on the backup. That's not really um, something that I wanted to find. Um, and, and the other horse I wanted to back in the race was Sosibon. So ignore last start, went way too fast on ground too firm for him. Um, 1,800 metres, a little bit of a query, but he only really um, needs to run up to his form over 1,600 metres. He gets a suck run um, in a fast run race and will get out to a big price, I think, BSP. Uh, it, that's probably the same price as Grand Slam Wilbur on the, yeah. know, the back end of October. The 16, what, yeah, the 1600 meter race last start Yeah, at, at Moody Valley. Yeah, But they went they went like 14 above that, that race, I think. Like way, way too quick. And and it was a good three and he, and he jarred up a bit. So uh, I, I'm betting on him to get back to his form. And I think, I think that has him at about $11.50 rather than the big price that I think he, he'll get out to. And another, another horse I half gave a chance to was Holbein. I don't think he's out of it as well, and he'll get out to a big price as well if they go forward. He was humming I, late I, last I agree time. with you. I mean, like, if, if Sosibon, if they switch barriers, I'd be, like, tipping Holbein as the value. But Sosibon yeah, is yeah, because of exactly. the Yeah, exactly. Because they have to make a decision from that wire gate. Do they yeah. want to... And, and he could also get... Um, sure. uh, no, nah, he he could like go way too hard and blow up, but but like he's forty to one. You don't really you're not really risking too much. He's a pretty easy bet to have. I thought him and Sosibon. Nick, don't fuck this up. Ah, it's one way traffic, baby. <laughs> 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 We're all in. 
Awesome. Yeah, nah, Tyson will love that. <laughs> I don't have anything else Sick to say. Yeah. Are we going to well, be there, Nico? It's are, you, are you coming along? I I can't be there. I've got a no. wedding on Saturday. Will and I will be there. Got a wedding? How old are you? No, not me. I'm not getting married. <laughs> oh, are you churchy, are you? Not a fucking chance. <laughs> you, don't, you don't talk like a churchy or look like a churchy, but you're getting married in your 20s. Dicko, Dicko, after Keats wins one of his next races, we'll go out and I'll show you I'm the furthest thing from a churchy. Yeah, you and I are going to get on on the we'll, drink. We'll, we'll, we're we'll going to get we'll, on in the form guides. We'll, we'll, be, we'll, we'll be sinning on Sunday morning. We won't be at church. <laughs> And I could take some footy tips off you, to be honest. So there's something for everyone there. (laughs) I've got nothing there. Uh, All right, race seven is the Zipping Classic. Uh, Group two, 2,400 metres. The top weight is Vion Declare, $3.80. Luncey's, $4.20. Desert Icon, $6 per cent, $7. Cucaracha, $8.50. And Sound, going for three uh, Zipping Classics in a row, is $9. We'll have to change the name. We'll have to, like, hyphenate it. Yeah, wow. (laughs) I don't think he's quite quite as good a horse as Zipping. Yeah, well, it's not quite as good a race as it once was. Like Shane, Shane on our little show we did this afternoon said there should be a bonus in this race. If you win it, you get a free float to Living Legends. Oh, some of the horses that have been going there lately. Yeah. Johnny get angry's in there. Ja- mate. Oh, no, I know, I know <laughs> your story about that. About that. Yeah, I'm oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Fucking Dennis. That was one... Before we started the podcast, I showed the boys my layout, which I've you know worked my ass off to earn and grind for. When that happened, I was still in, inside in the house in my now daughter's room, and I, I may have, I've shed a tear on that carpet. <laughs> just hearing Matty Hill, just like, oh, what a moment for racing, Danny Pagan, like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I back a young Werther who ended up almost beating incentivise, and he couldn't get past Johnny get angry. Mate, I was so young worthy to block. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see. <laughs> we, we I backed it at 51, 26s, 19s. I backed Old Kirk at $16 to win the guineas into it. I backed It's Me oh, wow. before it broke down to win that stupid pop-up race at a good price. Because All three of them together. It was Christmas. <laughs> and, I had, and I had it to place. And I had it to place into Russian Camelot to win place Melbourne Cup. <laughs> Which at yeah. the fucking clock tower, I thought it was home. Yeah. But I still, yeah. even though I'd been absolutely snuffed in the derby, I was still alive in a lot of bets. And the clock yeah. tower, I thought, oh fuck, like this thing's <laughs> yeah. travelling deluxe. TV, this is travelling deluxe. Yeah. And I love when he says that. It just doesn't stay. It just didn't get the trip. No, he didn't yeah. at all. All right, are you betting here in the in the zipping? Of course you are. Yeah, I I um I, I love Lunsies here. I love the map. I love yes. the form. It's got a sexual SP profile like behind proper horses. Everyone thinks Sulcum's like the second coming of Jesus or Makati Diva. <laughs> if it is, Luncey's is a stupid price. I think Persan... Persan grazed me right up. Um, coming out of like a different form line to the others, but then gone through the Sulcum race as well, where they sp the same price. It goes Mark Zara to Harry Coffey, which is about two and a half lengths for me which makes the prices spot on fair. I think you need to back both. I think Luncey's is the most likely winner. So I'm keen to bet here. And, and very confused, and I'm just going to refer to my man now, Wilbur. 
this cucaracha. <laughs> I found it really hard to figure out. Mm-hmm. Price wise. Yeah, I I wanted to back it, but um, oh, I wanted to. Now I'm great. No, I want I wanted to um. I Nico better to, bag it. You better just say it can't win. No, no, no. I um. It has none. With yeah, the, we go. It's not with us. With, with the favorite in uh, without a without a fight, I wanted to absolutely smash without a fight, and then also save Kukaracha. I think Kukaracha is like a, a just a good track horse. Um, he's going really well. I think he, he's run the same rating last two starts, and um, yeah, I thought he was a nice enough bet, but I just didn't really want to bet into this race. Um, I think I marked him five dollars in the end, five dollar favorite. Uh, I think he gets a really great Kukaracha. Yeah, Kukaracha, five dollar favorite. But yeah. like how, how are you betting? Are you betting to your... How do you stake? I know I'm um, just taking to my the prices. the whole time. Betting, no, that's so. fine. To my, to my prices, yeah. So you're betting to win X units off your rated price? Yeah, it, it, it's like that, but it's also a bit off feel. Like, like I won't, I won't, it won't be like exact, exact. I probably so should be. that's going to be a big fat bet for you in a huge result if it wins. I probably I don't really want to bet into the race. It's it's eight dollars. It's not a massive. <laughs> no, 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 Don't overthink that. If you've got a, like a that's a that's a fifteen percent edge, I guess you have first the market. Yeah, I, I probably should bet, but I think it's a really great map. Um, but I really wanted to back without a fight, but it's been scratched. So um, I wish it ran. I would have completely gapped it. <laughs> you didn't like it? Ah, uh, it's, it's priced off like because it's an import. They're all imports. Oh, its international figures were pretty good. On a good yeah, track. Yeah, I know, but like every horse here is an import, isn't it? Yeah, but this is more recent and has a lot better form and figures, and they were recent. Mm. I just like taking them on. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> just fun. <laughs> I'll go next. I am with the, the grey as well, number nine, Launceys. Um, as you just yes. said, coming off that second to Sulcum last start, I was really, really keen on Sulcum to win last start. Um, and it just feels like so he's not everyone in Australia. I could not, <laughs> not wait. Though. It just keeps like, coming yeah. and coming it, and coming. It just feels like he's not as beaten up as some, some of the others. Yeah, but um, they don't care about price. Yeah. No. He's not the one who's coming through the, the hard Melbourne Cup run where they went. It was a really fast run Melbourne Cup. So there's a couple coming out of that that you'd probably be a little bit sceptical about where they land next. I think he profiles beautifully for this. Um, he was only beaten two and a half lengths in the Turnbull. That was only a couple of starts ago. I know that was a slowly run race, but this is perfect. Gets Blake Shin from Barrier 3, and I would mark him slight favourite. Um, the other horse that I just want to have a tiny bet on, um, he might not be good enough, but number two, Dark Dream. I think this is his right trip, 2,400 metres. Uh, he did win a Queensland derby, and one day he actually split um, Exultant and Rise High in the Group 1 over in Hong Kong. That horse is now named Sunshine Rising and is going around um, on Saturday oh, in Sydney. What a grab that thing is. <laughs> it is, very much so. <laughs> it's got a drift, I think. I think. We'll yeah. find it. Has to. Nico? Yeah, I'm coming to the party with Lindsay's. I was without a fight and I was probably going to have one of the bigger bets I've had in a while. I was yeah. very confident. How do you uh, react when you've had a big bet? What are you doing for the race? Punching a dart? <laughs> well, there's, there's... I thought you'd be vaping, you young blokes, wouldn't you? There's, there's, there's a routine big bet before nature strip runs, and then there's routine when any other horse runs. Whenever that, when, any other, when any other horse runs, doesn't really bother me too much, but the emotional connection nature strip and I have, Dicko, is something else. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I love him. Nervous. There's there's nerves. There's one way to cure nerves. There's oh. Yeah. 
Anyway. Um, a couple yeah. of ways. If you do too much of them, you're going to end up in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think Lunsies is the only horse in this race with any upside. You know uh, the level of most of these, and I think not many of these horses in this race are actually still with us. So In the chair. Yeah, and nearly most of them are, for that matter. So, yeah, Lunsies on top. Happy to be with. What do you think of Desert Icon? He started 6.50 in the Geelong Cup. Like, his yeah. SP profile is elite. Form's yeah. proper. He's the easiest bet of all time, happy. And it's Tim Clark off, a non-leader. Blake Shin on, who I know all you young blokes... Ever, if you turn racing.com, it's just like a homage to Blake Shin at the moment. <laughs> racing, every, every, people in Victoria are you, in love with Blake Shin. Can you blame Shin. them? He's a gun. Oh, it's just narr- they love narrative. Nothing they love more than You're not, narrative. I'll not give you some more narrative. Sorry? I'll, gi- I'll give not you some a more. huge fan? No, I, I rate him big time, but I don't yeah. tell everyone every five minutes he's a good rider. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you a little bit more Blake Shin narrative. My first ever Cox Plate day was the day he rode five winners and, never, and nearly beat Winks. So I've been in love yeah. with him ever since. <laughs> I was there that day. I was there that day. Yeah, that was awesome. All right, let's move on to race eight. It's the Sandy Young Guineas over 1,600 metres. See You in Heaven is the Adelaide horse, is $3.40 favourite. The Fortune Teller, $4.00. Holy Man's $9.50. Uh, Shuruken, $11.00. Sandpaper, $13.00. Zangry Skies, $13.00. And Atmosphere, $15.00. Um, I might quickly head this one first. I am going to stick with the Fortune Teller. I think he comes out of... He does come out of the best race. He comes out um, of the Carbine Club Stakes where he ran a nice third. That was behind Perfect Thought. So a few might think, um, you know, Perfect Thought was a big price and the race is a bit of a grey up, but you just have to look at the punting form figure. It's 8.5 lengths above the old benchmark. Uh, So it went really well. Um, The only concern I've got a little bit here is that he is getting deep into his first preparation. So there is a chance that he could be due for a flat one soon, but Kiramar and David Eustace, uh, you trust him there, and I thought around the $4 mark was respectable. Yeah, I'll, I'll go up. I liked Holy Man's here. Um, I've, I've bet early. I took a bit of 14s. I thought that was really big. I, I loved its first two starts um, and, and the ratings it put down. I loved the progression it put um, uh, last start from its first, first start to its second start. And um, that it stayed at 1,400 metres, and it's obviously going to prove up to 1,600 metres. Uh, I thought J- John Allen missed the boat a little bit, um, and it could have gone better. Um, I think the leader skipped away a bit. Um, I reckon John, John got hot last week at Ballarat. Until then, he was struggling to keep up with them. But he, yeah, uh, he hasn't been given much opportunity, but that, I don't think that ride on Holly Mans was any good. Um, but, yeah, I, I think he's a really good bet. I marked it 670. It's an open race. I was... I was against um, the favourite. Um, is it the the Adelaide filly? What's it called? See you in heaven. Yeah, yeah. I was against that that horse. It's like it's an unlucky horse. Um, like the market just putting it up a bit uh, shorter than what it should be. And and I was against uh, not not super against, but I was against the um, the other horse. Um, that's fortune the teller. second fortune teller. Um, it's been one of yours, Wilbur. Yeah, I know. I backed that horse a couple times. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I was against it because it, it was it's been up for a while and and yeah and I was, um, what else is in this race? Yeah, they're, they're all a bit of numbers I think. Like, I don't know. Um, but I was happy to back Holly Man's. So I think it's on the way up. You um, never know. Well, you just got to have a few and you've got one. This yeah. race is this race is confusing. 
And the map the map makes it even worse. I think I think the map for Holy Maz is pretty good. Hundred percent, can't knock it. I, I think this race is very very scary from a betting point of view. I think See You in Heaven's the best horse, and will probably run a big race. The Fortune Teller. How could you map this thing? Wasn't this the pace setter in the Guineas? Uh, yeah, yeah. They didn't go hard at all. Um, I don't. Know, I yeah, think it, like, it'll. Yeah, it'll be forward. up there, but I don't know. It it. It'll probably get you, every chance. If you need a bet, which you never do, but if mm. you need to, feel like you don't want to have a bet. Mm. It's 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 the boys' man again, Blake Shin. Remember when his pants fell down when he won a Canterbury back in the day? <laughs> you too young for that. <laughs> oh, I remember that. Yeah. Cross the line. I've seen videos. White of that. cheeks. Just. <laughs> it's a different um, catch, any. I I think his ride here, atmosphere, is the easiest bet to have in the race if you have to bet. Uh, Do you think it'll run 1,600 metres? Don't know, but sometimes when it looks like it's a big fat uh, map out of the shoot young horses, like the Guineas was, mm. they don't go that quick. Slow. You think yeah. they're going to go quick, but they don't. Mm. Um, like this whole, well, well, this is my opinion. right? When you look at the map like that, if, if we owned like Marxist or CU and Evan, we're not going to go for it. There's a few in that boat where they're just going to sort of dawdle and sit sort of midfield wide. I don't think there's a heap of tempo here, but I think it's going to get a great run whatever they do. I think your horse and either the two map horses in the race, and I yep. like the different Sydney form. That there's no form at all for um, the fortune teller yet. That that race at ran in, there's nothing's come out and stamped it as a good race yet. Whereas mm-hmm. like the atmosphere, you can sort of make a case, and I can pen a heap of these just off the map. So um, you know like. Fourteen dollars versus Williamsburg. What price would it be here? Pretty short, probably. Yeah, pretty short. Short enough. And I can get to the same price today with the great map. So um, I'm forcing mm. that, which I said rule number one, don't do. But you know, it's going to get a great run. It's got a great rider. It's got an airborne camp. It's had a little freshen up trial between the one run at Flemington. I love when Godolphin do that. Mm. One so. freshen up run. I mean, the, the one trial between runs. Yeah, a little soft trial just to tick it over. Yeah. That Shuriken came out of that race and, and won. <coughs> but El Padrino came out of that race and, and went shit us. Great. Sorry, that's enough. Yeah. Nico? Not, nothing from me. Nothing <coughs> from you. All right, let's go straight hard. to the last end. It is a group three, the Summon Stakes. 1,600 metres and it's for the girls. Roots, $3.20 favourite. Mile Whisper, five fifty. Torrigine, $6.00. Balpacia, and mac and cheese are both ten dollars a piece. Um, I've been Roots' biggest fan all preparation, and I think I'll have to stick with it here. Look, it does, it does lose James McDonald for Mickey D, but he is fine this preparation. I took a bit of four dollars for this horse. Um, I think that's into three dollars sixty after the deductions of Mirror Vision coming out. I think this map is fine, um, and I I rate the horse it beat last start, Climbing Star. Um, obviously my whisper did beat it in the Tezio on Cox Plate day but it was desperately unlucky that day um, I think it is the better horse um, and yeah staying at 1600 metres this is its pet uh, trip and yeah I'm pretty keen on it I, I was hard against Torrigine I think it's got a drift from the, the $6 I just don't really rate that form line it comes through mm. yeah I didn't really have an opinion here I, um, I think Roots is Favourite to regress off last start. Fourth up gets J-Mac off. Um, gets D on. So, 
um, they absolutely steamed that. That was insane. That mm. the the way they backed that at Flemington on the car on the, um, the over the carnival, but it happens. It happens every year. The wallet, the Waller J Max steamer, the steamer, happens every year. Steamers, steamers <laughs> in the Flemington Carnival just happen, and you just yeah. need to like. It's awesome. Just have right. opinions and 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 have and go for it. Don't wait. Yeah. So often, they just they just it's ballistic because the turnover is enormous. Yeah, but you can't you can't trust that SP. That that was way too short. That SP. Like it's yeah. same with the tissue. Like sometimes you can't trust those. But a, but a tissue came out and backed up that SP last week. I, I I see it the same as you, but then a tissue went pretty bloody good off that after that run. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. laid roots at Mooney Valley heavily. Like it was <laughs> scary. End, yeah, end of a long day, end of a long two days. That bloody thunderstorm, all that shit. <laughs> and it, it probably should have won, but it didn't. <laughs> and I didn't lay it at Flemington. And tried not to. I, I I think it's a good horse. I think it's a great map. I, I don't agree with Mick D. He's not in form. He just won Melbourne Cup. He just won the Caulfield Cup. He's, yes, he's thank going, you. Someone's eight percent for his last hundred rides. He's going eight percent. His career, his career is ten percent. His last hundred's eight percent. Just happens that he won the ones that they replay all the time on TV. He's, yeah, no, thank you. No, I thank wasn't you. saying he was in form. I'm saying J Mac off D on, so it's a negative. Yeah, it is a negative for me. Yeah, obviously. But then, yeah. but then it's Barrier six. It's not like, that hard. He's hard to trust, man. but it's hard to like worry about from Barrett Six with a horse that sort of settles forward in midfield. Yeah. Uh, I, I think Root's the most likely winner. I think um, there's two really juicy bets to have here, though. Like, fat, fat bets. Paul's regret is massive overs. Like, it's a huge price. Have a bet for sure. It's going to get a beautiful run. Coffin. Just bet, 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 bet. And Bell Placer should be single figures. <laughs> they're, they're, they're map perfect bets just simple bets they can't Bell Placer comes out of that grouse uh, Empire Rose form which stands yeah. up all the time are you worried she, about a good good three track for her at all I wouldn't think they'd run if they're worried about it yeah mm. like she's a good mare six year old mare I wouldn't be running her if I wasn't comfortable she's going to handle it she's flying she's valuable like a, a group three is valuable to him. I think she's a good horse. I, I really like Paul's Regret. I really, really like him at a big price. Awesome. Take the 23s, punters. Nico, any thoughts? Well, I'm at the absolute crossroads here. <laughs> oh, I love you. <laughs> I cannot bring myself to back roots with Mick Dion. <laughs> <laughs> you guys know. Everything's a price, though. Everything's a price, though. No. What price There's do you what price do you make if, if J Max riding him? Two fifty. It's not the price that I'm worried about, Dicko. It's that I, I cannot cheer for him. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Uh, good. You've got to have your rules. Just got to stick to them. I love it. But I don't. Uh, my my whispers the only horse that I can see beating it. But it got absolutely blessed when it beat it. Complete PR. Roots should have won. Complete PR. But it's John Allen off. Rusty John off too. It's Rusty John. It's not good John from Ballarat. This is but Rusty, there is Rusty John off. There, big boy fits into a cupboard. Mark Zara on. <laughs> but there's there is one massive thing that I think is in my whispers' favour. The win that she had at at Mooney Valley on the heavy track is for Gazy because she is a much better horse on dry track, which is what she's going to get. She's going to get an absolute road last race. Well, fingers crossed. Hopefully these thunderstorms don't come, but I don't think there's much rain in it anyway. 
So yeah, I'm at, I'm probably graying the punters up here, yeah. but I can't I can't back Roots with Dion, and I don't know if my whisper is good enough to beat Roots. So no bet. My whisper has at this um, stage. My, my whisper has one one more. It, it it matched its its second biggest rating, but the rating that it did in the um the the Oaks behind Glind of Hope um would go pretty close to winning this but I'm not sure if it'll run that I think it needs 2,000 metres that was Hart, who was also at the Airbnb yep at least at least if I back at least if I back Zaz I can back with confidence because I normally get a good ride from him Mick D well mate Mark Zar is God normally half of him he's a gun I love I love I love backing Zaz all the time He's like he some superhero that's absorbed chance. other people's powers on Saturday. Like. <laughs> he's got he's got the perfect. He's, for me, I, he's a rider that I love backing because he's got he's got really soft hands and he's got strength like well. he's got real strength to like in the finish. He he's runs, nearly he just probably tells the best. So he's way he's nearly board. the best big time rider outside of J Mac in Australia. I think I, I'd be happy with either on my horse if they didn't lead. But if they led, if they lead, you need a different type of rider. You need Froggy. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that wraps up Caulfield. We'll just go quick fire around the country. Nico, Rose Hill, do you have anything in Sydney? No, just the horse that... This is a horse that I've... You and I have spoken about for three or four weeks, Benny. This is uh, one of Dicko's mates, Dean Watling, who I rate heavily. I'm jumping on Dino's bandwagon. I've got... He's got the same opinion. sort of moustache operation that you've got going on. <laughs> well, I think I think we're just going to get him on, Dicko. We'll have a little little five way. You want him on next we'll, week? Whenever. I'll get him on. Done. Um, yeah, Sunshine Rising is the only horse that I could possibly back um, with any sort of confidence. But can you have any confidence in a horse that's raced once in three years? No, you can't. So um, he's a real. He's probably the most interesting horse going around on Saturday. Anywhere. Fascinating oh. horse. Like for me, this is like when you're sick and you do it every day all year, just these sort of horses, what what's the market gonna do? That sort of stuff just fascinates me. Like this horse Dino's been massively bucks. keen on this horse. Like he he's A one in the fan club. Yeah, on the radio this morning he went on for a he, he wrote like a little mm. story about it. And if you're writing stories about why you're backing horses, to me that says you probably shouldn't be backing the horse. <laughs> yeah. Maxwell, great rider bet not oh well 16 starts back it was 2.4 lengths off this horse so then subsequently went on like shut the fuck up mate just, just making up shit to support your already concluded narrative so I, I think um, I think the horse is a risk I like mirror vision in that race yeah right Wilbur do you have so, yeah, no, no bet no bet I'm just keen to keen to watch the race you've got one in uh, Adelaide don't you or it could be running tomorrow night Oh, I'd better sure be running in Adelaide because it wouldn't make any sense to run at Cranbourne tomorrow night. But my best bet of the weekend is... Oh, actually, no, that's not true. Um, Friday night is my best bet. But um, well, Morfordville... I'm going to turn them both off. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so, Morfordville race one is She Dances. She won dominantly on debut, beating Boogie Dancer, who was favourite in the 1,000 Guineas, and Thronbone and a few others, and was supported to beat Gennady when it was a hype horse. Um, missed the start at Flemington first up and was never in the race ran the, the fourth fastest six of the four and, and eighth fastest four to the two of the meeting at Flemington on, on a big carnival day so that that's huge and, and then blew up blew out late um, and, and, and they said that um, they wanted to be four but the horse just missed, missed the start and they wanted to be comfortable Linda Mates rider that day? 
Uh, no, I think it was Luke Nolan. They yeah. got back to his source. Yeah. Um, well, uh, Linda wrote it on debut, um, but Luke Nolan wrote it at Flemington. Um, yeah, so she, she settles forward, settled forward her first two starts and um, should be more forward from an inside gate here. If she runs up to anywhere near her debut figure, she'll win by five. I marked her a dollar ninety. She's sitting at three three twenty, I think, at the moment, three forty in places. So I bet early. I think it'll go off. And the yeah, jockeys are a little going bit going to Adelaide because I backed I backed this horse at Cranbourne, haven't I? Is that where it's running as well? It's running yeah, it's, on it's Friday at Cranbourne, Cranbourne as well, yeah. But um, yeah, because I don't. It, it wouldn't make any sense to run at Cranbourne because the, the race is worth more at Morfittville and in a smaller field. So yeah, but they train it at Pakenham. You got to pay yeah. to get it there. Yeah, I guess Pete, so. Pete, you think Peter Moody's going to Adelaide? <laughs> nah, well, Moody, if it runs it, there... He's, he's in Japan. He can't, he can't <laughs> afford to after the fine. <laughs> yeah. oh. How good was that? Good. Anyway. Yeah, um, be a heap of Raider order. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah so that, I marked the odds on. I think I think it's a, a nice bet. Um, and the horse on Friday night, who I haven't actually bet on yet, but it might be my biggest bet ever. I've marked this horse $1.30. Um... <laughs> Turn it Fly- off, Nico. Hang on, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> flying, flying Temptress, a dollar. Uh, uh, race two, Flying Temptress, Cranbourne. I don't know how it gets beat. It's complete and utter. It won't oh. lose. <laughs> oh. Oh. I'm really enjoying this. Um, tell me about this horse. Is this first up? Is it raced? No, it's it's raced once, and it and it got beaten by a good horse, um, Araki Summit. Yeah, a, um, Araki Summit that won it beat the good horse at Mooney Valley the last two two Fridays. Yeah, that, that that was that race. I backed it. Yeah, yeah. I remember it. Yeah, um, me too. Um, and, I and one, Cranbourne. I didn't find this horse. It's yeah, I didn't. Me. I didn't like it at Cranbourne, but I really like it at Morfittville. No, this other horse. I've done the whole meeting. Oh, flying oh, 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 yeah, flying temptress. Yeah, um, yeah. I just, I just. Oh, think no, I haven't it, done race two. I'm gonna make a little note though. I'll say Wilbur's on. <laughs> yeah, well, the the, the rating it did on its first start, it was held up on the on the turn, and it, and it the, the like it's six or seven ratings points clear of the next best horse. So, are are we having a, a good bet? Raw, raw price is raw price is two bucks. Yeah, which is yeah. very rare. Yeah, well. okay. Um, I got one for you Friday night, race five. I don't know what price it is now. I took nine fifty our horse Exeter. It was like a barrier trial for a first up at Bendigo. Um, Three horse fields. Yeah, it's it's trained on. Um, he's really happy with it. Um, I think he'll improve lengths onto a good track, which I think it will be tomorrow night. I think the map's nice. Uh, I'm really surprised he wasn't sort of put up $4. I think that's what he should be, about $4. Um, I've got him $5 now, but that would shorten as the market comes in. How's mm. Iron War $2.10 favourite? What do you mean? It's a good back horse. That a, back that a couple of times at the Valley Old Exeter. Oh, I've yeah, got Superstar Wilbur. Two at Ascot. Race six. Ascot. Yep. Bit of Perth. We'll quickly do we'll quickly do the winter bottom in a sec as well. And then we'll wrap it up. Um no, race six, number two, Saint Oreo. Uh, this horse ran third last start in the WA Guineas behind uh, Amelia's Jewel and Bustler. They're two very, very good horses. Had a wide run, was actually exposed three wide, no cover the whole way. And still beat uh, all the King's men. So all the King's men comes into this race. Uh, it's around the $4.20 second elect. And they've, the market's kind of saying that's the danger. 
if that's the danger, then I think two dollars ninety for the favourite is a good price because it beat it last start with a wide run, and now it's going to map perfectly from barrier four. I also Sounds think. Good to me. I also think race seven, number fourteen, pure devotion looks very very hard to beat for Pikey. Oh, uh, down on the minimum fifty four kilos. Hates needles, doesn't he? <laughs> 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 Imagine yes, riding a horse. Imagine riding horses for a living. Like, ambulance pulls you around as they, they tell you all the time. Like, we risk our lives. And then also having the brain power to be more intelligent than, than the world's scientists and doctors. Full yeah. uh, <laughs> credit to you, Pocky. <laughs> that is funny. Um, this horse was just given an absolute BT last start over 1,800 metres. Was given none from the outset. What's a BT um, for the young blokes? Barrier trial. trial. Barrier oh, trial. Yeah, good. I might pinch that. Bit of, bit of the racing show language from Trav and Nick Noonan. BT, okay. Yeah, BT, Barrow Trial. So that was second up over 1,800 metres. Now gets to 2,100 um, on the minimum, 54 kilos. And I think she's the best horse in the race. Obviously, she is a mare, so there is that mare's allowance. But, um, yeah, around the $2.30 mark, hopefully we get a little bit better. I think she's the most likely winning chance of the day over in Perth. Right, do we want to quickly give... The winter do we want to chuck it, Do we want to chuck in the other moral? What's the other moral? Race two. Bit of merit. Yeah, true. Is that in Perth? Yeah. Yeah. What when does, when this, when does this podcast get put out? Tonight. Tonight. Straight away. Tonight. God, you guys are good. <laughs> yeah, yes, I'll every week, it. and it gets out that quick. Yeah. I'll yeah. Have you got a sponsor for the show? No, we don't. Mate, we're looking for one. Oh, I'll, I'll get more people to talk to your people. Thumbs up. I got, I'll, I got one then for you tomorrow at Wodonga, so it'll yeah. be out by then. Yep. Yeah. yeah. All right. Oh, hang on. <laughs> I've already. I've, everything I'm tipping you, I have backed myself heavily. Awesome. So the price is gone. Well, if, yeah, if if you want it, if you want us to chuck it in the uh, little daily tip sheet that'll go out tomorrow, because Wilbur's got his first. You guys claim. can do whatever you want with my information. Yeah, done. I can love seeing this young enthusiasm. I can't, I can't. There we go. I think it was race six. Yeah, Riverina Cyclone, race six to ten. Beautiful. Mark that one. Two eighty. Two eighty. Tab. Two eighty. I think two eighty three six five. Yep. Two forty. Baggybet.com. Download the app. Get a responsibility. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, has anyone got any opinions in the winter bottom? Group 1, 1,200 metres. It's obviously Perth's premier sprint race. Rothfire is our $4.60 favourite from Elite Street, $6. Valana, $6.50. This will test you 10 Paulali, 11 Anyone keen? I've got a speed map. I've done the race. Uh, Massimo, Indian Pacific, Red Cam Man should roll across. Uh, Snipperucci, Rothfire, like, gets suck runs. The Astrologist gets a nice run from two. Hot said by Rossa, this will test you thereabouts. Falana kissing off all cheeks. Have to snick, I think. Stage man in Elite Street will be worse than midfield and need luck. Pulele from 16. I don't know what Benny Gladrat Mellon's going to do from there. It's going to need a lot lot to go right. Yeah. And he's not, the, he's not the covered operator. He, he, he needs... <laughs> I, I want to find the horse, but the map's so bad. Uh, I've landed on uh, Miss Kentiki, who's going to be well worse in midfield, but from 13 should be three or four wide cover. I reckon they'll run really quick here and they'll be able to run on. I think she's a real fair price. That's 13 Miss Kentiki. 
Simon Miller was so bullish about her chances. Really? Who's that? The trainer. The trainer. Of what? Of, of the one? Of, of Miss Kentucky. Kentucky. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was very bullish. Would he know, though, do you reckon? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no. You guys would listen to him more. There's, there's trainers that are worth so listening I, I, to and trainers that yeah, aren't. Yeah, I listened to Simon Miller. He's like, he he was declaring Amelia's jewel, and he he's very... What's the right way? He he doesn't bullshit the punters, which is what you want to hear from a trainer. He'll he'll normally say whether he's having a bet or whether he's not. He can talk them up a little bit too much at times as well. Well, possibly, but when they're winning, it doesn't matter. If you listen to trainers, you'll go broke. I think the safest broke. bet is Rothfire. Yeah, you will go broke. That's 100% right. I think the safest bet is Rothfire. Like, it's yeah. been there or thereabouts in a lot of good, good races that are a lot better than this. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I'll, you, you go, Steady. I, I kind of wanted to... I know everyone's dropping off Elite Street. I kind of wanted to be a little bit forgiving of his first up run. Um, it, it was just an absolute dawdle, and his sectionals late were actually still pretty good. Three dollars oh, there. It's just the price. It's just I think maybe it might get out to eights, nines, and then on with it. But yeah, I know. But that that'll be a good price, and I, I think you're right. I think he will get out to that price. He started what three dollar favourite in this race last year, and he bled from both nostrils. I think he's the Never best weaker race. Oh well, he's. I think he's come back from that now. <laughs> He's been, he's been spending too much time with someone else on the weekend. Allegedly, don't know what you're talking about. Young kids, anyone listening? Two dollars sixty SP in the winter bottom last year. I think at his absolute best, I think he's the best of the locals. Um, it's just a matter of whether he can take that step second up. Now, How's this for a story? Yeah. Shane again on today's show. What do you reckon Rob Heathcote did before as a horse trainer? <laughs> this could go anywhere. Good question. Go I have a guess. Benny, no, you first. What, Quick what guess. Do do? On the wharf. Will? Janitor. Nico? School teacher. He was a tour bus. <laughs> he, he, he was on tour buses in Europe. No <laughs> way. <laughs> So Shane goes, if anyone knows how to travel them, he does. <laughs> imagine imagine like a group one trainer who's won like big races in fucking Dubai. Buffering. What you do what you see oh, I used to do the tours in you know, like oh, turn it up. What hard's training? Uh, no wonder he can talk. Dennis Pagan can do it. Oh Dennis the yeah, Pagan's paddock. <laughs> Um, I'm having two bets in this race. Um, well, I've actually multied them up. I took a bit of $3.90 Norwegian Bliss all in into Rothfire and Elite Street. You like the all-ups, Nico? Uh, I normally yes, like I to it. stay in the two-leggers. Once you start getting above two legs, that's when this recipe for heartbreak. But yeah, I, I, don't, don't mind I, don't, I had a three-leg all-up yes. yeah, yesterday at Sandy, which I don't normally do, to be honest. Yeah, And I had... Mm, Oceana Blue, I am news at tens, so it's like six sixty the the value like the price. I took it. I took your multi into corner off. <laughs> I thought about getting the car. I thought about getting the car because one of the most rewarding things you could do when you bet on track like I used to is vent your anger. You could give. You could actually give feedback. You know what I mean? Like not yeah. on Twitter, you could just go, "Hey mate." Hey mate, how good, how good was that cover for 140 meters? <laughs> you got that cover for 140 meters because you know, it made all the difference, buddy. Uh, pace over <laughs> position. Oh. Um, 
But yeah, just a little little touch on that. I think Rothfire. This could be the fairy tale ending for Ollie. Um, well, yeah, it could be the fairy tale ending. I think like Rothfire's. There's probably no doubt that he's the best horse in this race. Um, just whether he has had enough this preparation. But as Dicko said, you trust uh, Robert Heathcote. He wouldn't be travelling him over there. Yeah, if he get a busload of like twenty year olds on the piss around Europe, he can get <laughs> Rothfire to get the Perth on a plane, surely. And I think, I think you have to give Elite Street the disres- the respect that he deserves. Um, he is the best sprinter in WA. His colours weren't lowered uh, first up. He was always going to improve second up for his grand final or one of his grand finals here. Um, so I'm happy to be with him. Pulele was the other horse that I wanted to come with because he's been one of mine all preparation. I think this is going to be his chance to win a Group 1, but I just don't know if he's here with us. I did sort of like hearing that um, James Cummings said they've been playing the same tricks on Pulele this week as they did with uh, Special K before they got him to win, taking him to different locations every day and and whatnot to try yeah, and... Well, they didn't uh, draw him a barrier, though. It. That's the problem. Yeah, I know. Um, the horse I really wanted to be against, who I do like, I've got a massive opinion of Valana. I think he's definitely a Group 1 horse at, at 1,400 metres, but um, I think uh, if he was my horse, I wouldn't even be running him in the winter bottom. I'd just be keeping him fresh for the gold rush or whatever it is. I, I don't Very think he's smart. a 1,200 metre horse. I, I, I can't see why you'd run him over 1,200 metres, but um, I suppose I, it's a Group I could one. see if I, was, if I was richer than God... I can see why I'd run him in this race, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I can. I can definitely see. I, you I, 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 yeah, I know I why the they're France. running him, but I just I don't think it's a race that he's going to be winning because he's not a top one meter horse. I don't. Yeah, know. but he might be. He might be just like, you know, when you watch the Olympics and they do that, like they run around, and they cycle around the circle real fast, and the guy at the front drops off. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that might be Valana, Pulele, boom. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I can, I can definitely. I can definitely see what you're saying. They're yeah. so desperate for Palalia to win a Group One. If he drew, if he drew about a seven or five, like off his SP profiles, he's a bet, a simple, easy bet. But it's just so. Well, he he SP'd he SP'd favourite over Rothfire in the Manicato. and and <coughs> and fa- it was fascinating very for the, for the sick punters like you know the, the bigger punters. He was he was soft on Friday night before Lightning hit. Yeah, I remember that. And then he was a big steamer. On yeah. Saturday, yeah. it was unbelievable stuff. It was hurt. It, it hurt hurt me a lot. I, I <laughs> but there's another angle here. Like perfect. he was he was an outstanding parade. I watched that parade. I haven't watched parades for two two or three years through COVID. He was fucking spot on. That's why I like going for the Miss Kentuckys, the Elite Streets, because this is their grand final. Mm. Yeah. Whereas the other horses, are, we know them and they're good, but they, they were there to win the Manicato a month ago. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. I've just got two. There's two races in Hong Kong. Obviously, this this week it takes a bit of a lull. Uh, last week was the big Group Two meeting, but there's two races of interest. Race seven is over the mile. It is a Class One. Um, we get to see Jungle Magnate now renamed Beautyverse. He races again. Second up, he'll be fitter. Zach Purton sticks with him, um, but there are a couple of dangers. A little running glory. He's on the backup after winning last week. Goes from 1800 back to 1600 meters and loses Zach. So that was the little negative. And then you got Keefe, Fantastic Treasure, and Beluga. They're the other chances in the race. But I think Jungle Magnate, Beautyverse, looks at the one to beat. And I'll be backing another beauty horse in race nine. Beauty Eternal. Dicko, if you haven't gone and watched this replay... Is Jungle Magnate from Australia? Yeah. Yeah. 
won the SO Derby. Ra- racing in He's now Hong beauty Kong. verse. He, he win first up last prep in Mornington. Uh, was it first up or was it at the end of the prep? The Mornington Guineas? Nah, uh, I don't know. Sorry. He definitely won a race at Mornington. I got 888, so I just jump all over the place. As you can tell <laughs> the last hour and a half. Maybe it was. Actually, no, it probably was first up. I think it was. Oh, and then no, he, he got him in. Ollie rode it. Ollie rode a horse at Jungle something. At yeah, and then Morning sharp Day. response. Sharp response hit it on the nose, and then it got yeah. one on a protest. One on protest. Yeah. So it did. Yeah, yeah it did win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like, ho- I am completely like below average for intelligence. If I can remember <laughs> that, it's just a complete useless piece of information. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's definitely the horse you're thinking of, but. Um, and then race nine, this Beauty Eternal looks a very very smart horse from the John size. Uh, yard Zach Purton sticks with it draws out in barrier 10 but I think he's just better than class 3 grade it was probably one of the sicker watches you'll ever see last start absolute moral beaten um, ran up ass the whole straight so it can get back in the winner's stall and go on to class 2 and even class 1 company so you guys up. you guys watch Hong Kong every week no I'm, I'm pretty I'm big Victoria. on Victoria I'm Victoria yeah, I, love, only. I love honkers do you get Hutchie's honkers I, I'm not uh, a subscriber but yeah. I get Hutchie's should come on this show we absolutely should. I don't watch any Hong Kong. Couldn't give a shit about it, to be honest with you. But fascinated by the passion here. Like, you guys are oh, very, 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 very sick. <laughs> <laughs> we are. All right. The last thing before we get on to questions, uh, Dicko, we do a little thing called the podcast multi, where everyone chooses one leg. We have, a obviously, Keats, four, Keats, four Keats, people Keats. on. Keats, Keats yeah, is number is it, one. Is it just like win, or do you go win place? Just win. But you can you can take it. We might know. have a parlay. You we'll can take it. You can take a parlay four. three four. I don't bet the place, but just if you're at home, maybe go win place. But I'm all in Keats. Oh, Keats, that was. I, a- I honestly think he's one of the safer bets at Caulfield on Saturday. I would have found him. The way I price, mm. y- you guys can't see it, but it's all I suck all the data I love from punting form into a sheet. Like it's not my brain and my heart changing the price. I can yeah. tinker with it a bit, but it's pretty much set in stone. Yeah. Well, the dollar I won lobs there with Keats going in the podcast multi. <laughs> I will go next. Uh, I am going to take Cylinder, race one at Caulfield. I've got a really big opinion of this horse. Lucky um, we're taking a parlay. I black booked it after the first start. Obviously, a son of Exceed and Excel, and obviously, Godolphin would have bred it out of Dali. But if he had been sold, I reckon he would have been you know, a seven figure horse. Um, he's a cracking type, and I think he can win race one at Caulfield. Nico? You love his Sydney sell there. I do. I got I got one. I put my mum into it. I pray yeah, to God right. it's a fast one. That's the only one she's in of all the horses. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Remedies is my best, but I can't really put it in now that you've uh, put Cylinder in. So we are going to go race five, Norwegian Bliss. It won't lose, so chuck that in there. Where are we? I like it. We needed, we needed some strength, which you provide. You're, you're a bit of a leader, young alpha on the way up. You needed to sort of stamp. We needed that help there to push that horse out because the rest of us were like cowardly about it. it good. That's true. Team I'll, effort. I'll go shoe dances. Race one. Shoe dances. But if it's at Cranbourne, are we still sticking with it? I say uh, yes. No, no, no. Not at, not at Cranbourne. If, 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 oh. if it's I'm at a Cranbourne, flat. it's a big bet. I'm a little flat on you now, Wilbur. You're having your biggest ever bet. You've declared this thing a complete and utter, and you haven't put it in for the punters in the podcast multi. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Put that one then. Um, flying temptress. 
Actually, it was we know what happens when we tinker with the podcast, Malty. Yeah, I'm <laughs> just uh, remember, uh, just uh, remember uh, what happened last week when we didn't put uh, when we put detonator jack in instead of hypothetical oh, and hypothetical oh, Johnny just, just rolled in on the inside, John. Like, oh, how hypothetical. How about Johnny? How about you go to the fucking outside lanes, mate? Yeah. <laughs> how about you go to the outside lanes? <laughs> So, so oh. just just to bring you up to speed, Dicko, I was pretty much declaring a hypothetical last week at two dollars eighty. The boys absolutely into it. Not not going in the podcast, multi this. It that. started it started two twenty. Yeah, started two dollars. Yeah. See, from my, in, in my opinion, took, there's two took, parts to like what what you guys are doing. You got to beat SP. You got to you got to smack it like a dirty ass, you know. <laughs> and then you got to win. There's two parts. If you get like you need to get if, when you get both like that. Full credit to you, buddy. Oh, that's really, really good. Yeah, absolutely. Hypothetical well, was a big steamer in the race one and just pissed in, wasn't it? Yeah, because yeah. I think the other horses mustn't have been fit in the yard because they just wanted to back it off the map. Yeah, yeah. but it was a wedding that mapped on speed. Ballarat yeah, can, can like, favour on pace horses. Yeah, yeah. So we ended up taking Detonator day, Jack instead. This, yeah, but they took $3 about it. It started at $1.90. Yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, we've had lots of lots of bet. beating SP this, well, this spring, but we SP, haven't been rewarded. Yeah. If you keep beating SP and betting consistently, to to like Wilbur was saying, staking properly, I don't think you'll lose. We'll get there in the long run. You just got to be able. You got to be able to sustain the runs. Yeah, absolutely. All right, mm. we'll wrap up the betting there. We'll get into the questions, then we'll and then we'll wrap up the podcast. Can I ask you a question? Can I ask you a question? Can I ask you a question? All right, it's question time, and then we'll wrap up the podcast. It's been an absolute ripper. The first one uh, is for you, Tico, and it's, I think it's, I think they're bag and baggy bet. He goes, stacks of promotions, in quotation marks, lift your game, Dicko. Uh, there's, as I've evolved in the, like, my, my journey of my life, I've got a number of licenses, so I can't say... <laughs> things I'd like to say but I'll be at Caulfield on Saturday and I'll be at Cranbourne on Friday night if someone wants to come up to me and give me some feedback to my face without a phone I'm happy to talk to you about anything uh, I'm just doing my best I offer competitive prices so if you want to have an actual bet without a promo which is how I cut my teeth um, I'll bet you I'm, I'm as competitive prices as all the bigger boys every meeting in Victoria most meetings in Sydney Promos, I don't actually do them myself. I don't even really know about them overly. Yeah. But I've got to be careful with everything I say because I'm licensed <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> That's all right. But I'd love Max- to get some feedback in person where I could be a bit more <laughs> constructive. It'll be at Caulfield, uh, everyone. Max Mini I'll be says. At Cranbourne Friday night and Caulfield Saturday. Feedback Beauty. welcome. You can catch him there. Is Nature Trip going to regress even more or do you think he still has another Group 1 in him? 100% has a Group 1 in him. Just yeah. might not be a grip. Might, like, there's Group 1s in. It's a group one in Perth on Saturday. It's a dollar forty in it. Yeah. yeah, I'm not dropping off him. Has he got a TJ Smith and an Everest in him? Maybe not. But like, that's a racing fan's view. You need to look at everything like. Well, I look at everything like a punter or a bookmaker mm. now. But it's the same thing. If he's if he's six bucks in an Everest, <laughs> bet, like, <little> bet. <laughs> but if he's two bucks and lay until you. <laughs> Equivalent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jordan Hart. Should have seen. Hart. Oh, you should have seen this joint when that race jumped, <laughs> and he just ambled up at the four hundred. Did you lay him in the Everest as well? Oh, I have. Like, there was the biggest liability I had at the, to that point, 
and <coughs> like I'm just trying to like make a name and and have an opinion. So like I was bigger than bigger than the exchange for a fair while, and like I still thought he I thought he'd probably win. Like you guys get it. Like I thought he was like a two dollars seventy chance. No, actually, I thought he was like a two dollars forty chance in that race. So I don't think he's. I thought he was the most likely winner of the race. I just thought he was a bit short at two bucks. Yeah. But at the four hundred, man, I thought, holy fuck, he cruised <laughs> up to like, him. He is, just, he's, he's just to make it even worse, Dico, I had him going for an absolute fucking fortune, the most <laughs> I'd ever had him going for ever over my journey of punting. With so him. Like, is that a build, is that an accumulation of all ups and stuff? Yeah, and I had a good, I had biggest ever bet on him. I had him going for four and a half grand, which was the biggest collect I've had going. We're there, live on track. You are, a bit, uh, you are an alpha. Only alphas will admit what they're betting the win. Good on you. <laughs> I didn't outlay all that, but that was what he yeah, was going that's for. Good. It's fine. Just, just Split screen yourself. at the 300 metres. J Mac is ambling up. Everything else is off the bit. I, I nearly, it's like, I look to the boys to start celebrating. There's like a blocked vision. The next screen that we see is at the 100 meter mark and the paddle's out and they're absolutely swooping him. I'm like, no, no, <laughs> the, the no. Worst, the worst part for me, like the other way, so the boys, like, the, the guys I'm in business with, like, we have to, they want me to record heaps of shit what I do. And I don't like doing it, to be honest. I like doing these podcasts, but I don't like, feel like really insecure, not insecure, like, you're going to get judged for being a wanker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I have to film them when I'm laying them. And I know I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to repost this and I'm gonna I'm about to get fisted. Like, this thing's just going to piss in. I have to, like, watch it, but then it turn, give kick, come. But I, I think in hindsight, that was a sign that that horse was... Like, he's he's not right. But it happens all the time. Chris yeah. Waller is like a pattern trainer. Very boring guy. <laughs> so the horse went to Europe and it's just changed its pattern and it's a bit off. Yeah. Yeah. they didn't go too quick like Eduardo at the time we all thought Eduardo and Nash like I was just Nash's biggest Fuck, fan fucking but it, it didn't go too hard like it just it just regressed off its normal level and then it backed up that regression in the Dali that was that was the one that was the real weird one like sometimes you know I thought he was a risk in the uh, Everest and I thought it was a moral in the so did I Yes. Especially when Chris pushed on, him, I try to keep him real. Yeah, exactly right. Like big stables, big owners, they don't, they don't push these horses unless they're right. And on yeah. his SP profile, his track and trip stats at Flemington, he was entitled to kill them, and he he regressed. That that ended up being a pretty low race. Really. And he and he still mm-hmm. ran huge, considering like from the more, the fan side of it. Like he was absolute. I that was the first time I'd watched him in a race, and I thought. Well, we're in real hot water at like the 400 meter mark, and yeah, to only be beaten such a short margin was so that's a so huge different credit to, to me. Like, I couldn't give one about any of them. I don't. Yeah. I'm not a fan. I don't care. I'm a punter. I was. Yeah. I, but I thought he'd piss in, and I thought he was travelling. Mm. But I, I bet you he'll bounce back because he's like he's a he's champion. A champion. Yeah. yeah, he is absolutely. Just oh, hope to get a prize. Let's yeah. get on to the next question. Jordan Harper 26 says, what are the key points to look for if you're looking at sectional times to find a winner? Well, obviously, punting form is a really good tool because it uh, rates them against the class and the all benchmark. So that's a good tool. Uh, one of the keys I look for is obviously the late splits. If they're you know the fastest last 200 or the fastest last 400 a day, that's 
usually a good sign of a good horse. If they go out slow, you want to see them come home fast, and yeah, that's that's probably the key pearls I look for. Um, with the punting form, you, like everyone talk about, its last two hundred of the meeting, or it's 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 close, it's close home, or whatever. Where, where you're going to make your real money if you if you want to start doing it properly is the wider meetings, the maidens. You want to see horses that get through the line and break the class benchmark, and they do it incrementally. So they go negative one, six to the four, negative two, four to the two, negative three, two home. So they've increased their speed through the line. They're ready to win, and they also could go up and trip. Yeah. Class benchmark is a valuable tool for identifying progressive horses. Yeah. It just helps a lot with understanding like race shape and all that sort of stuff. When, and then with the punting form too, with that race shape, when you review a meeting, so you go back on, on Monday morning or Sunday Make night notes. and look at Caulfield, tick on position wides on the meeting page view, and you'll see a pattern. You'll see like all the winners, just look at the 600 or the 800 or the 400, and you'll see all the winners were in lane seven, and they, were, they all settled about third or fifth, or they all settled in the lead and they were in lane one. And that's pattern. how you'll identify, it was rails in run, on pace suited, or it was whatever, whatever. You need to adjust a little bit for the different barriers because they're different trips and they're different circuits. But then you can just put a line through other horses that they were blessed or they weren't blessed. And essentially all you're trying to do is go, that horse wasn't suited, that horse wasn't suited. And the next time they go to race in your database you've written wasn't suited because you can back it up with data. And I think today it might be suited. You're looking for horses that weren't suited that will be suited. Absolutely. Tim Widowson, he's a male blag bloodstock man. He says, who wins the Everest next year and why is it a strategic position? Hashtag Nuffy owner here. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't have a clue. <laughs> next year. I think he wants you to talk a bit more about strategic position. Is it running this week? It's running on Saturday at the Gold Coast. Yep. Um, so so the, the mailbag, as I said at the start, it's like it's evolved into a bigger thing. And we take on different people. I've got, I've had six interns. I still have three right now, and three of them have taken full time, like pretty much full time jobs within the business. Um, one of them and Shane sort of run the Queensland side of it. One of the interns is now a racing manager. So the the Queensland horses, I bought strategic position, but then once it goes to Queensland, Shane will do the placement and the tactics. So I, I largely don't really know what the horse will do on Saturday just hope it goes fast <laughs> yeah beautiful uh, Sam Sanderson says can Dicko buy the gong so for every lay bet he gets right he can post them he can post himself ringing it on Twitter <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, I'm 35 years old so I shouldn't still like wrestling but I still like it and I don't know why I did that suck it thing <laughs> but like that was wild that was real that's all, like, all we did and so to be honest, I was more doing it to Shane because like we do our own show and we basically you know, call each other a moron on the show, you know. So I'm going like, "Fuck you, you were wrong," but I regret it. It's, it's, it mortifies me what I do. Still, it's, it's just competitive. I think it's it's not a bad thing. I don't think. At the same time, I couldn't get one less. Like, I couldn't care less what most people think. Yeah. Yeah. At all. I'd rather that than like a like a bookie like pretending to be like you know how like some of them do like the. Like, yeah the fake sort of stuff like all the like oh. the market mover when it's soft on the fairs just like oh Wilbur you're 
mate. He's got oh, it all I worked really out. I love you, Will. <laughs> <laughs> You're a bright young man. Max Mini says, best exotic and best lay of the weekend. I'm going to lay Nico's one in race one. Uh, what's his name? Remedies. Um, and my best exotic of the day would have to be St. Oreo, race six at Ascot. Uh, to beat uh, the second favourite in the exacta, um, all the king's men. Um, look, I'll probably try and figure out some way that I can sponsor you guys, get you going, but uh, and then I'll, I, I would form the majority of my like actual strong lay and back opinions on Saturday morning for a Saturday meeting. Yeah, fair. but I'll, I'll find three or four horses that I'm going to take on heavily. I got, I got hit. No, I didn't get hit today. No, I haven't got hit for a while, but I will get hit, and I'll record it, and it'll be embarrassing. And Pockets full. <laughs> nah, it's not. It's not all. It's not all. It's hard. Nick and Will, best exotic, best uh, lay. Oh, my best lay. You can have your cylinder. Like lay it to the nosebleeds. <laughs> have a proper bet. Lawns. Have a bet between you. Are you both in Melbourne? Yeah, yeah we're yeah. all in Melbourne. I have a problem we'll, have di- we'll have dinner on it, Benny. All right, done. We'll have dinner on it. Remedies head-to-head versus Cylinder. Just whoever finishes in front of the Where's other. dinner, though? It's not KFC or something. It's got to be a proper dinner. Meat, wine, and co. He's a meat and wine fan. Oh, big boy. <laughs> what do you do for work? I cut lawns, do you go? I own Jim's own business. Cut whereabouts? Oh, uh, I used to, I used to do that, too. I used to do that, too. I know Jim's franchise, my old man. Where's the southeast? Is that on the peninsula? Packing them. You're right near me. Yeah, we'll have to catch up for a beer. Fucking no, to come around whenever you want. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and best exotic, Keats stand out exactly to win. He can beat whoever, whichever number he wants him behind. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Will. Uh, I don't know. Um, oh, best lay lay remedies the place. <laughs> um, <laughs> Just a bit of fun. Uh, I don't know. Um, literary magnate and literary magnate to win in Streets of Avalon Exactor. Beautiful. There you go. Oh, I that too. Hopefully, it'll go a little bit better than your trifecta last week, Wilma. Well, they were all twenty to one. Hey, oh, you can't claim that now after you declared it a moral. Oh, if you had it's a, obviously if you had taking a, the piss. If you had to stop the race at the four hundred, we would have been rich. <laughs> <laughs> Max Mini, the last question of the night is what's the process like to start uh, becoming a bookmaker? Lots of sleepless nights and stressful nights. Uh, you need a... Bank? You need a, pack, you need a win at gambling <laughs> or something else or have... I don't know how else you get money. Um, of, <laughs> we can think of a few ways. <laughs> a lot of patience. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Like to be honest, like like you guys are, and, and you know you've been two years. If you keep going, this is a great show. You guys have got a good vibe. You know what you're talking about. You you need to make it worth your while. You need sponsorship. And yeah. I went through all that and had sponsorship. And I'd say things, as you can tell, <laughs> I'm toned right down. This is this is a very toned down version of me. And they they'll tell me off, and then I'll like I I had to say this and that to get it back. And I was like, cool. So. <laughs> I ended up just going. I'm going to do it myself. I tried. I tried to do it, and it took a long, like a long, long time. It was yeah. bloody hard getting a license to syndicate horses. Mm. You know, we've got we've got Kentucky Kentucky tour managers 
training group one winners and a man, a young man with no convictions I to jump through hurdles just to be able to sell an horse which I'm clearly like competent at I mean keep just running around whatever happens see this is like the punter in me and this is how sick I've become I don't I, I raw like raw home wins but as soon as I lose I don't really care hmm. like I treat it like real uh Robotic like Terminator. Yep. I, I bought a horse twenty five thousand that's going to start five dollars or six dollars or seven dollars in a group three. I know what that means. You know what I mean? Mm. But that's unbelievable. Basically, to become a bookmaker, it's really really tough. It's it's, it's a long journey, and it's not as good as everyone thinks it is. Yeah. It's probably going to get yeah. harder and harder because oh, yeah. it's so competitive. And these big psychopaths like. Like I'm here, I'm here in Seaford with two kids under three, a beautiful missus and a dog and three chickens, and I'm competing with fucking Rupert Murdoch. <laughs> Seriously, that's what I'm doing. But you're yeah. a better punter than me. I've got like that's a little the, twig, and he's got like a fucking drone. Yeah, sixty thousand yeah. of them at me. Like, <laughs> mate, you're doing well. You're doing better than us three for for the time being, anyway. No, 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 no. So that's not true. I'm 35 years old. I was nowhere near you blokes at your age. Yeah. You guys are killing it. Fair. Thank you. All right. Let's wrap it up there. It's been an absolutely unbelievable episode. Um, I'm sure this is going to get plenty of hits. Dicko, thank you for joining us. Good luck with Keats on Saturday. And hopefully, potentially, we might have a, a baggy bet sponsor to come in the coming weeks. We might have to negotiate. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll, those sort of decisions are, I have to get approval for. But and also anything I said on today's show that was offensive or I might have been in trouble, I was allegedly and I apologise for. <laughs> Disclaimer. Disclaimer. And it's a podcast, so was it even me? You don't even know if it was actually me. <laughs> These could have been making it up the whole time. But um, we'll we'll figure something out, and I'll, I'll get around your voice. I'll I'll get you, Dean. Who do you want? Uh, we'll have if if we're putting in our wish list, we'll have Dean Watley. If you can snag Hutchie, well, I ring Dean Watley right now. I ring Dean right now. See if he answers. <laughs> I'm not pressing stop on the record button. <laughs> Currently twenty past nine on a Thursday night. See if he answers. <laughs> we won't be able to hear you, bloke. So tomorrow hotline. How are you, big boy? Good, I'm on this podcast right now like you're live with these young blokes and I, I, I can't fucking believe it but they actually rate you. <laughs> it's, what, what's the show called? Racing Previews. Racing Previews. They want you on next Thursday 7.30pm. Yeah, I'll jump on. 100%. I'll sort it out. I'll text you after this. You heard that guys. He's coming on. Dino's on. <laughs> Yeah, well, you, you got massive shoes to fill. <laughs> I've just done one now. It's like oh, it's just man. like SEN for you. Same story. bridges. <laughs> <laughs>
four racks, I'll risk it. Me plus hunch, that's violence, sibling sliding, riding the hot, then fill it. Get me a drop, I'll draw that bitch, and I turn man off, bro, day on the mains. Do it and dash, don't leave no trace, it ain't corn in the ends, or we go up. If it ain't, if it ain't gang, I'll burn them bridges. Four racks, I'll risk it. Me plus hunch, that's violence, sibling sliding, riding the hot, then fill it. Get me a drop, I'll draw that bitch, and I turn man off, bro, day on the mains. Do it and dash, don't leave no trace, it ain't corn in the ends, or we go up. If it ain't, if it ain't gang, I'll burn them bridges. Four racks, I'll risk it.